Hey guys, at the YMCA Rebuild, we're in the business of reducing recidivism in Victoria, and in no way do we condone criminal activity discussed in these episodes. We support victims of crime and are committed to creating a safer community. Welcome to A Time to Rebuild, the podcast that explores the impact of crime from incarceration to positive transformation and everything in between. Mac Wilson. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> so we decided we're going to do a little bit of reflection uh, on a few episodes that we've already recorded. Christmas itself actually means different things to different people. It does. So a lot of people might not know this, but you're Irish. I am. Don't be feel by the accent. <laughs> so Christmas for you. Over in Ireland, what was that like? Yeah, um, growing up, like I love Christmas. Growing up in, in Dublin, um, biggest difference to here is obviously it was like freezing, uh, cold, generally rain. Um, not too many white Christmases, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, that was always one thing that struck me was the atmosphere was different. You know, it was it was a real big build up to it, like it is everywhere else. But it seems to me the difference there was it used to it lasted a lot longer, meaning that. The celebration, obviously, Irish people know how to celebrate. Uh, probably goes a bit longer. So, um, so I always remember, you know, when you were younger, you, you know, you'd, you'd finish school and and then you just have that excitement part of of leading into it as well. And and then Christmas Day itself for me was, you know, like anyone else, like most people would be, you know, waiting to go to see what the presents were under the tree. And the day itself was very much around family. People would call around to your house. That was kind of like a tradition. Um, well, that that was the tradition that people called the warehouse. But I always have this memory that, you know, uh, my mum would cook, you know, be cooking dinner, uh, cooking a turkey and so forth and a ham and everything else. And my brothers would go off and they'd do their visits. Now, their visits would involve going to different houses. And then, like, obviously being Irish, there would be, like, you know, um, some complimentary drinks um, at the door. <laughs> so, you know, they'd go and they'd have drinks and then my mum would send say to my father, you got to go and get them, like it's time to get the dinner. So he'd go down to collect them from whatever house they were and then he'd go missing in action. <laughs> so, so he'd end up going in and they'd and end up singing songs um, and then they'd all roll back in, you know, and uh, and you'd have Christmas dinner. But it was really good, real fun. Like it was just part of it, you know. Mum would obviously be annoyed at them, but it was yeah. fun. And then that day itself was, you know, very much around, you know, family and, and, and having dinner together and coming together. And, and, and obviously, you know, there was some, a party usually would happen in that night with relations and all that. So for me, it was really, um, it was kind of really a, a positive time, like really, really good time. And then, you know, as the years go on, then as I grew up and go older, then it became more around friends. So you'd have your family, but then I'd catch up with my mates and friends. And again, that was very celebratory, like at night time, and, and, and you, just, you just loved the day. But Christmas went for weeks, yeah? So next day was like St. Stephen's Day, which is Boxing Day here, St. Stephen's Day and all. And it was just, it just kept going. You kept catching up with people and so forth. So it went over a two-week period. Everyone was off work mostly. And then, you know, New Year's would hit. And then after New Year's, everyone would just lock themselves away in January yeah. and try and, you know, <laughs> be miserable, I think, after that. But, uh, yeah. and then when I came to Australia, it was I kind of, um, it was different for me then. Um, I spent Christmas with my, um, my wife's side, the in-laws. And, and, and they're great. Like, and that's, that's a, that's a wonderful day. They're, they're Irish. 
parents, so that makes it a bit easier. <laughs> um, but they, they have kind of similar traditions as well. So family come together. It's really, really lovely there. I really look forward to it as well. But then as a parent, Christmas is now different for me. I, I live Christmas through my kids. Yep. Oh, it's an excitement. So that's all returned. Mm. That's great. It's amazing, you know. Um, yeah, it's just amazing because, you know, they're so happy for Santa to come. They're so happy, you know, um, for all, all all that day is. So you kind of, all the traditions that you did before of leaving stuff out for Santa and the reindeers and the bill of... I love it, love it, and I love Christmas Day. So it's quite, I've been quite blessed, I think, yep. and fortunate that I've always um, uh, had good Christmases um, and I've always enjoyed that day um, tremend, tremendously, and, and still do. Yeah. Well, yep. What What about you? Like, what's a what was it? What was Christmas like for you when you were a, when you were growing up, and what's it like now? Yeah, it's always been a happy time of year for me. Um, definitely a lot of family, a lot of friends. Um, just getting together, you know, after a long year and everything like that. It's good to have a couple of weeks off work and kick back and um, and catch up without thinking you need to be anywhere. Um, yeah. As a kid, it was, it was nothing out of the ordinary for Christmas. You know, it was always a very exciting time. Um, but as you said before, like, I think as I got older, I kind of lost that, that, uh, that spark that you get when you're a kid. Um, and it's only just recently that I've, you know, I've become a dad myself that that's coming back. Um, and you get to you get to re- enjoy it through through your kids' eyes. Uh, it's been really good. Um, you know, Christmas Day itself. You know, my family gets my extended family will all get together. One thing I always look forward to are the speeches because my dad absolutely hates it. You know, if you're sitting at the table, you have to make a speech. Everyone, um, everyone, everyone at the table. So. How many yeah. people are at the table? Oh, last year was 25. 25 speeches? Yeah, yeah. You can, you can get up and go, hey, thanks for coming, and then sit back down. Um, but uh, me and my cousin actually, we've turned it into a competition now. So I started preparing my speech for this year uh, about two months ago. It's getting very serious now and who wins. Um, it's a turning into like, an, it's like a, a debate. It's like you're, uh, you're practicing to, to, to out-speech each other, is absolutely. it? Absolutely, absolutely. Has anyone busted out a rap? No, no. Tempted? <laughs> no, but I mean, you could go through. We, we do call cheating sometimes when someone's got like a, a birth announcement or something like that. You can't just rock in and drop bombs like that, which have been done in the past. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's all, uh, I usually, it started off reading a quote out of my Chris, Christmas bonbon and then everyone started crying. Cause it was <laughs> right. That's it. That's how it started, was it? It started, the quote was, when you're at the top, be humble. And when you're at the bottom, be hopeful. And it must have hit a spot with a few oldie, oldies in the family. Uh, but it set off this, it set off this, uh, this speech debate that we have. And I, and I always look forward to that when I think of Christmas. So, like, overall, it is getting together with family is what I really enjoy the most. Best present. Best present. Our interview with Tommy the other day, uh, when he said that he got a Nintendo 64, really resonated with me because I remember that that morning was probably one of the greatest and to this day, days of my life, uh, unwrapping that Nintendo 64. I always wanted a Nintendo 64. <laughs> I think I asked for it every year for a while. Got nothing. <laughs> get near it. Uh, what, what do you reckon your best presents ever been? Um... I remember I used to always get a pair of football socks off my yeah. grandma every year, real fail. So that wasn't my best present, but uh, but it was consistent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Most consistent present was that. 
Um, I reckon, I remember getting up one time and getting, um, oh, there was two actually. I'm going to have to go two. One was a snooker table. Wow. Yeah, a little Who small. Who's buying you a snooker table? Nah, I would have a full size. <laughs> I didn't live in a mansion. A small snooker table. <laughs> Fair to say. Yeah, uh, which then, um, there's, this is funny. They were both my best presents, right? But also there was tears <laughs> at the end of it. So I got the snooker table and a couple of week, couple of few days later, or during that week, my, my brothers who were older than me came back in and they were, um, after they were having a night of celebrations and decided to play snooker, I wouldn't have bloody fell on it and bro- <laughs> broke the legs. <laughs> so I was, I was, uh, oh, I was tears, tears. Oh, talk about coming from hardship. I oh. didn't know your upbringing was that bad. Well, I tell you, I went through it. And, uh, and, and then the next one, I, I got a BMX. Okay. Got a BMX one yeah. there. That was cool. Red and white BMX. Spiky dokes? Yeah, yeah. Pegs. I didn't know if I had pegs on it, but um, I had the BMX and, and yeah, loved that. And that got robbed on me oh. when I went in, when I was sent down to get like some cakes from the cake shop and I came out and, <laughs> and it was gone. So I arrived home with like cream donuts and a coffee slice <laughs> with tears in the tears in the cream donuts. So yeah, so started off well, both heartbreaking in the end. So, uh, but I had a taste. Yeah, give me a taste. Yeah, but they were good in the moment. The presents were great. So. <laughs> well, if we start a rebuild in Ireland, maybe we can find that person <laughs> who ever stole your bike. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can, and then we can get them to build the legs on a snooker table. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe that's why I've got into the line of work I've done. Maybe yeah. there's there's something deep lying there that just made me. You know, this is why I've ended up being where I'm, where I'm meant to be. So anyway, read into that what you want. That's it. Um, but yeah, so what we've done is we've asked questions uh, to our young people that have come on the program about what Christmas is like for them. It's definitely, if you're incarcerated, it's definitely going to be different than, yeah, uh, yeah, than being on the, in the community. Yeah, absolutely. We spoke about what we naturally came for, some memories, and, and uh, it's not always the case. It is for a lot of people. A lot of the people that will listen to will have good Christmases and that, and and and, now, and presents and all that. But yeah, what we um, sometimes would not see is the other side of it, where you know the the people that are young people that we work with, mm. what that experience is for them, and how it is a, a very negative time of the year, or it brings back very traumatic um, memories um, and not so good ones. Mm. Mm. And what we heard was um, a lot of loneliness at times. A lot of um, not getting that support around Christmas time as well. So what we wanted to do was see what Christmas was like growing up, um, and then what it was like when our young guys lost lost a bit of direction, and then what it's like now when they're when they're back on course. I'm sure there was you know we're going to hear some you know dark times, but also hopefully leading into some light. So when I say Christmas. What is the first thing that comes into your head? Oh, the first thing that comes to my head is sad times. Um, I mean, Christmas is always supposed to be a joyful part in anybody's life. But um, growing up, it was always sad because uh, there was never presents at the table. So the only present that was at the table was each other. So, I mean, it was never waking up to any presents or waking up to, you know, presents under a tree. Never really really had a tree or decorations, let alone anything. So, yeah, it was pretty sad. Pretty sad for Christmas. It's not It's not really uh, a day I celebrate too much. Um, 
obviously over the years, um, I had no one to celebrate Christmas with, you know. I'd see mates and and that sort of thing go celebrate prison. Um, sorry, excuse me. Um, I see mates go and um, celebrate Christmas with their families and that sort of thing, and um, I had nowhere to go, um, you know. Uh, so it's it's a bit of a yeah it's a bit of a what my Christmas um is more like I'd go see me I'd go to me dad's you know gravestone and you know I'd sit there and I'd have a six pack of me dad kind of thing um yeah that's my Christmas or I'd go you know I'd go buy myself something yeah something nice and yeah was there. A lot of Christmases that you spent on your own, either on the streets, yeah, in care, yeah, yeah, plenty. I think majority of them, majority of them, yeah. When it, I think Christmas days, I was always by myself. Um, I, I maybe had one or two Christmases. I was, you know, like I'd get invited. Sometimes people would invite me, you know, for Christmas dinner or Christmas lunch. But I just couldn't bring bring myself to going. Um, yeah, it's not my family, you know, sort of thing. That's how I'd look at it. Um, I don't want to be the fur kind of wheel, um, you know, watching everyone else happy, celebrating their family, sort of thing. Um, you know, it's a bit of a dampener. I've got a few memories. A lot of them I... Um, a lot of them are very dark to remember, you know, like I can't I can't think back too far, I guess, and that's that's obviously from the traumatic experience. But um some of them were, were, were great, you know, like I remember I remember I think one of three or four, you know, jumping out of bed and running to the tree and that that was a hard worker back when you know, when we were young and um just run into the tree and I'm rapping that Nintendo 64, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And because and cause my, my father was always young at heart too, you know. Like, um, so he'd be out there on the rollerblades or the skateboard in a monkey suit and like in a full-blown grill suit, you know, on Christmas Day and yeah. just doing just silly stuff with the kids, you know. So um, those were the good days, mate. Um, and there's, But they're only little snippets. Of of these memories that I can remember, you know, mm. a lot of it's uh, a lot of it's still, you know, is fading away as I get older. Um, some things are coming back, I guess. Maybe some of the good memories, um, you know, a lot of the bad stuff were blocked out, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Making way for some uh, new happy happy memories. Yeah, yeah. Trying to trying to get rid of all the bad stuff and. Bring in all the good. Um, Christmas was exciting, mm. but um, I mean, mum never cheated up as much as any other parent did. She wasn't like, kids, kids, get around the Christmas tree, yeah. come down, kids. She was just like, oh, another holiday. Yeah. Got to put up the Christmas tree. Yeah. Got to get the kids <laughs> presents, one next. <laughs> Got to make them happy. But no, nah, no, nah, we, we always had a good Christmas, no matter what. Even still, we didn't, in most of the years, we didn't have a tree. We didn't really celebrate it as much. It's just just the time together or like the picnics and stuff like that. Mm. Or 
just um, when yeah, mum would have time off work, she'd have to spend it more with us down at home. <clears throat> and that's pretty been, it was been pretty good. It's pretty hard hearing that. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's like, you know, and we speak about air memories and, you know, if you look at that, like they're, they're happy memories. Yeah, mm. yeah, life wasn't always great, but you were happy memories. At least you had stuff that was, you know, you had presents, you had, you know, family, you had people around you, you know? Mm. And then you hear that side of it and it just it just really, you know, hits a chord. And you must think of what it must have been like for, for some of the young people to be experiencing Christmas on their own, like I hear one, hear one side of it, so it's like it's just at a very young age. Like, what strikes me about that is I reflect and you look at your life and you think, you know, um, some of these young people are like 13 years of age, 14 years of age, with no one around on Christmas Day, no presents, no one around, no whatever. Like, like I've got, I've got kids that are like 12 years of age. Like, can I imagine if my kid was you know, in a year's time was fending for themselves on the streets with no one around on a Christmas day, no one to be there to show them love, no one to, no present to open, no nothing. Now, I know circumstances are involved in that, like, and and that, but if you think of it that way, that breaks my heart to think that, you know, that that young people have have had to experience that. And you can only understand then the, the challenges they have to keep moving forward in their life and what they need to do to survive. Yeah. And we know that what they need to do to survive isn't always great. And we certainly don't agree with it. But there has to be a level of stuff where you go, well, if you're in a position, what do you do? What, like, you know, you're on your own, you're on the streets, you've got no income, you've got no one around you, you're trying to survive. You understand sometimes that they make some of these decisions. Don't agree with them. You don't have to... You know, we don't support them. But is there a part where you kind of go, Jesus, maybe I understand it? Yeah. Yeah. Because what other option have they got? What do you do? And these stories aren't uncommon. That's that's the harsh reality of the society we live in today. Um, you know, these are just a couple of thousands, you know, thousands of young people going through this sort of stuff. And... The lack of support at such a young age is a huge issue. Yeah. And and what do you do is the question. You know, on a on an individual level, what do, what do these young guys do? You know, what what would you do? I wouldn't know what to do in their situation. What do we do as a society? We can acknowledge that this stuff is happening. We can then start to do stuff about it. Yeah. You kind of you kind of grow up. You kind of look at it and you go, they don't get a chance to grow up as a kid. Mm. You know, sometimes there's, a, sometimes there's a switch that goes there where you kind of go, like, oh, I'm in a fight here. Yeah. Like, I'm in a fight on a daily basis to mm. try and just survive within this household, within this life, you know what I mean? And and the cards you got are pretty bad. Yeah. You know, and everything around you is just falling down and you haven't got the role models, you haven't got the love, you haven't got, you know, what we take for granted. So, you know, that is, that's something that, uh, that comes to my mind on it as well. Like, yeah. How difficult is it to, to, to be out and how resilient do you have to be? And, you know, the innocence of childhood is kind of taken away. Yeah. You're forced to act mature or make decisions way beyond your years and decisions that no young person or any adult should ever want to have to make. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And yeah, they lose their they lose their their childhood, and that just doesn't you know when things start to go right as an adult, that just things are still a constant battle because they're dealing with stuff that's happened years ago, and that's why the young guys in our program, I'm so proud of them, you know, at, at the achievements that they do, because this is what they're this is what they're having to deal with in their own heads, um, and then when they do accomplish these great things, but you know, whether it's staying off drugs or securing a house, you know, to, to some people that might be, that might be easy for them, but I can guarantee you like, you know, the upbringing hundred percent molds you as a person, even some of the smallest things are so difficult. And that's why we as an organization, we're so proud of these young guys for what they can achieve and what they have achieved. Yeah. You're not like, you hear one of the stories, I think it was, um, when the young man speaks about, you know, getting up in the morning and running to the tree. That's not, that's, that's it. That's childhood. Mm. I'll experience that. Mm. You know, they don't make a decision then, uh, I guess what, in about seven or eight years' time, I don't want to be running to a tree. I mm. want to be running from the cops. Yeah, exactly. So if you look at it that way, like, they're not setting out to do this. Mm. They're not born to do this. Um, it is just a pathway that has been taken. Because they don't get a choice of going left or right. They're just told you're going, they're forced down that right. Yeah. Down there is complex mm. and it's going to challenge you and you're going to make you do things that you have to do to survive. Does it make them a bad person? I don't know. Do they do bad things? Yes. Make bad decisions? Yes. But should they wear the rest of their life on them bad decisions? No, I don't believe. Mm. And there's got to be something within there that you try and get back to where that was that young kid that was running to the tree for the presence. Mm. And how they can now potentially be going to that tree to give a present, to have a present, to put one under there um, and have some kind of normality. And in many cases, that's really what we're striving for, just to give them one shot at just having some kind of life it doesn't have to be the most spectacular life. It doesn't have to be the worst. It just has to be something that they can enjoy and get something from. Mm. You've had time in prison yeah. at Christmas? Yeah, a lot of times, yeah. What was that like? Um, it was pretty bad, to be honest, because, I mean, I was always by myself, never had visits, never had phone calls, never had anything, never had money brought in. So, I mean, when it comes to Christmas time, it was always, you know, you'd hear people saying, oh, I've seen my family, I've seen my daughter, I've seen my kids, or, you know, I had a beautiful visit today. And it was just like, it sort of brought me down a little bit because I never wanted to be the big person for other people to bring me down, but they never brought me down. It was me bringing myself down because... I never seen it from the full perspective as what I should have seen it. I just seen it as in like, well, man, people love to rub stuff in your face or people love to rub it in anywhere. So yeah, it was pretty depressing inside, I mean, because you couldn't be with family. I mean, I, d I didn't really care about presents or anything like that. It was more about just being around family. So I never even had that the times I was in. So yeah, it was pretty sad. Oh, pretty much the same. Um, I mean, you 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 get a you get a half decent feast, <laughs> a half decent. <laughs> um, I mean, juvie and that you get a bag of lollies and, and I think um, back then I think you get a pair of socks or something. 
Um, <laughs> which is pretty pretty jolly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah, it wasn't greatest, you know, except for the um, little bit of extra turkey on on mm. the plate. But yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, not your ideal Christmas. You you make it what it what you would like it to be. You know, some people in there um aren't in the state of mind to be celebrating Christmas because it reminds them of, of of things on the outside and they don't want to be reminded of that. But for us, um coming from an islander culture background where a lot of holidays are, are celebrated um, you know, massively, we all us boys got together and we made it, you know, so can start trading things and get meat packs and, and, and stuff. Um, and you can start having a barbecue. Next thing you know, you can start making your own island dishes in there. Yeah. But you make it, you know, you, you were given the tools. You just got to learn how to um, make it your own. So for us, the Christmas was all right. It was, you know, the one day where for myself... I train every. I was training every day. It was the one day I get to have a break from that, and get to eat and treat myself. And then, you know, probably twelve o'clock, we've we've all organised to go play rugby out on the field. So you know, we try to to keep it, um, keep that togetherness, like because all you got is each other in there. So, you know, you might as well, you know, celebrate it with each other and it takes everyone's mind off and it, it creates that vibe. In saying that, um, the hardest part is when those doors lock. Yeah. So when those doors lock and it's just you and those four walls, that's where it hits. That's where you're like, oh, you know, you start thinking about your family, those with kids start thinking about, you know, what, what kind like, they should have been there, yeah. you know, or for myself, what a shame, you know, um, I should have been there, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's during the day it's okay for, for myself and for most of us blokes that celebrated it together, but it's when those doors close, you know, and especially New Year's yeah. as well, you know. New Year's... Um, I got a mate with me and him were in the cell and we were listening to the countdown of the year you know every little thing on the radio that counts down in the last minute and counts down everything that happened and um, we just got emotional because you know we just thought to ourselves it's going to be a new year and I'm sitting in here wasting my life whereas when you the doors open it's a new year everyone let's eat you know, so yeah, it's more when the doors close and then you start battling with the mind. So, what would Christmas Day be like this year for you? Um, I think it'd be a quiet Christmas this year for myself. I think I might treat myself a bit. Um, I plan to look. I'm in touch with my family a bit more now. So, I got I got a niece now. She just turned one yesterday. Um, so happy birthday to her. <laughs> Um, Shout out to Tommy's niece. Yeah. Um, so you know, I'll, I'll probably go down there and spend it with, with my sister and uh, and my niece and her little family and um, my cousin. I'm in contact with a lot now. 
So, um, and I, you know, I'm starting to talk to my mum a fair bit more now too. So she may even come down as well. So it might be a good Christmas this year. Um, we'll just see how it goes. Yeah, one step at a time. Oh, totally 180, totally different, totally beautiful, wonderful, spiritual. So it's not like any other Christmases I've had. I mean, at the start, towards this Christmas, I was like, oh, well, how how is COVID going to play out with everything? I mean, are people going to see their loved ones? Are people going to be able to get the opportunity to see people that may be in nursing homes or stuff like that? So extra family attached or... But this year is going to be bigger and better because I've got children, um, got a fiance, got engaged a couple couple months ago. So it's going to be total. I mean, there's a lot of presents. There's a lot of things gifted. There's a lot of things bought. Um, a lot of extended family coming around. So it's going to be totally different. Totally different. I'm happy to see what it's going to turn out to be. Christmas is not an easy time. I was a single parent for two boys, so it was never an easy time for our family but we did the best we could for for the boys and um but this year i feel very grateful that we've been able to survive a covered there's so much i feel that's come out of this year to be grateful for and feel an element of maybe this is a year to celebrate christmas a bit more (laughs) (laughs) i've never been into christmas but i really feel grateful for so many things this Mm. year and I don't think – I think last year probably was probably one of the worst Christmases, having a son in jail and not being able to see him or take him a present. You know, speak to my son on the phone uh, was good. But, yeah, it wasn't a nice year last year. So this is um, a better year, I feel. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Christmas this year. It's around the corner, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Christmas at Nanny's. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love John's excitement to um, to make his daughter's Christmas uh, exciting and fun. I know my, my daughter's not too much older than his, and uh, that first Christmas with him, you, you get that 10-year-old excitement back. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's really good. And it, it just shows – it's really nice to hear that, you know, um, yes, there's been some dark times and, and uh, some bad things and bad Christmases. Um, but – you know, there's a little bit of hope there, mm. and uh, and hopefully, you know, they'll have a nice Christmas this year, whatever that looks like, and and hopefully, you know, you you hope that many more to come. Yeah, or many many more years to come. Yeah, and looking at looking at both of them, they're going to be spending time with family a lot more, which they haven't been recently, and like, and that really breaks it down to what is it all about? It's it's about having that that family time. That, uh, that, you know, making and making new memories, making positive new memories moving forward. Um, and, you know, they've both come a long way. Um, and it's, it's just really good to hear that it's going to be, you know, hopefully it's going to be a lot different to, to what their Christmases have previously been like. And it's been a hell of a year for absolutely, for everybody, you know, in Australia, all throughout the world. Hasn't it? And um, I think it's definitely made me reflect and, and you know what's really important being not able to see family and friends during lockdown and everything like that has really been a test for a lot of people um and you know hopefully still having the ability to see people come december 25th um i mean that's what i'm going to be looking at yeah yeah it is it's great and uh 
hopefully everything goes the way it's been going here in Victoria and uh, we can all be around family and, and mm. have a good Christmas as well. So, you know, I think it's it, it's been, as you say, a big year and for us, launching the podcast has been big and we want to probably take the time to to just say to all the people tuning in and all our listeners and, and that to have a, I suppose, a very, 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 very Merry Christmas and safe Christmas. Absolutely. And also a very new, safe and happy new year. Spend that time with our families, which we didn't probably think we could do, mm. you know, a few, about a month or two back. So, so yeah, so that's really it from us, I think. So, um, so it's probably time to wish all our listeners whether they're the ones that listen from the start or whether they are brand new, because this could be their first episode. Yeah. Lucky them. Uh, a very happy Christmas and a very safe Christmas. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look after each other. Be kind to each other. You don't know what someone's going through at this time, uh, as we've just heard. So it would be good to, uh, yeah, if you see someone, wish them a Merry Christmas. And be kind to yourself. Absolutely. Why do you have that music in the background coming through on me? Yeah, you're getting wrapped up. It's not the Oscars. <laughs> Why do you have that mistletoe as well? <laughs> That's not mine. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> happy, Christ- happy Christmas, man. Yes, happy Christmas, Mick. If anything in today's episode has raised any issues for you or someone you know, head over to our website for a full list of services that may help at ymcarebuild.org.au under the podcast tab. Next week on A Time to Rebuild. I was with Rebuild for about, from November to about June 2019. And then I lost my job because I was falling into those bad habits again. Sometimes all it takes is a helping hand. YMCA Rebuild provides disadvantaged young people with employment while simultaneously helping companies to meet their facility maintenance needs. If you have social procurement targets or simply need a reliable and community-focused business to complete your commercial property's needs such as landscaping, painting and test and tag, head to www.ymcarebuild.org.au. By using Rebuild, you can help positively change the lives of young people. They change mine.